Hey everybody, welcome to this week in Zoltan. Uh, this is episode three, I already forgot. Does it matter? I don't think it matters. Uh, I don't do these often because I don't enjoy them anymore. So I brought my fiance in, so there's someone to talk to. This is Emma Basiri. I'm uh, here. She is here. Uh, it's, I don't know, we travel a lot and mm-hmm. I'm trying to feel normal. That's what I'm trying to do because I'm trying not to be all comedic and I'm trying to be natural. And I think that's why I go to therapy to figure out what that medium sense is. (laughs) And it's definitely not it. You put these GoPros on and I'm like, oh God, put on the comedy voice. Here come the douchebaggery. But I'm going to try really hard not to do that (laughs) since this is the two of us. Um, A lot's gone on. Mm -hmm. We're on the road. Uh, Speaking of which, I think that's where we should start. Here's some dates. Uh, next week we're in Milwaukee and Chicago, but don't come to that. And then, uh, Irvine, Minneapolis, Duluth, Tampa. Go to ZoltanComedy.com. Buy all the tickets for the love of God, because I don't want to work on a cruise ship. Uh, and come to the shows. Emma, here's the hot question that we're going to start with. What's it like traveling with me? It's fun. Oh, that's such a lie. That was the first lie you've told, and it's taken four seconds. That is so kind of you. No, seriously, though. It's fun. Like, for the most part, I really enjoy traveling with you, apart from... Oh, here we go. This is the part. This is the part I knew there was going to be, because I'm there, too, so I know. Apart from the uh, occasional moods. I have moods. I'm a diva. I'm an artist. I hate saying that word because I'm technically not an artist. I'm just running away from a day job, but my grift is comedy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm a moody, moody, moody. I've always been. Like, if you talk to my childhood friends, they'd say the same thing. I mean, I get it because there's just so much that goes on with traveling and putting on your own shows and, you know, making sure the tickets are selling right and... But yeah. I've been getting better at that because I used to stress every day about ticket sales, and now I keep those uh, feelings of inadequacy in my heart. Mm-hmm. Like I used to dump that on you. Yeah, every single sale. We got another sale. <laughs> Two more just came in, and then, oh no, we've had zero sales today. This show's going to be a complete bust. What are we going to do? I don't want to be a comedian anymore. And then it just take it to the grave. Yeah. I mean, I was like that in Louisville, too. Mm -hmm. The week of, I'm like, we're going to lose our asses on Mm -hmm. these shows. We are going to take a bath in Louisville, and I'm never going to come back. And then that's not what ended up happening. Uh, We sold a great amount of tickets. We ended up making a good amount of money. Mm -hmm. And we had a bucket of fun Mm -hmm. in underrated Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville is underrated in the sense that no one ever talks about it. I didn't know Muhammad Ali was from there. Mm -hmm. Apparently Colonel Sanders. Like all of the Louisville airport is a shrine to Muhammad Ali. And then they just slipped in one statue of the colonel. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Louisville was a good time. I loved it. My favorite thing about it was the fact that it's such an empty town. Like, anywhere you go, there's big, wide, open spaces, and there's no one there. Nobody. Every restaurant we wanted to go to, it was, come on in. Yeah. And I knew that, because I said that on stage as one of the perks of the city of Louisville. I was like, hey, you guys don't 
have any crowds at all. There was no traffic. Mm-hmm. I think one time we we were in traffic for like 90 seconds and that was a red light. Like mm-hmm. that's all it was. And it turned green and we went on with our day. <laughs> but like every restaurant we went to, if we Googled a place, mm-hmm. we just walked right in. Mm-hmm. And they're like, sit anywhere. And that's not what we're used to. Mm-hmm. Like if we're here in San Diego or any other major city in the United States and you want to go eat somewhere... If you didn't make a reservation or if you didn't get there before the dinner rush, you have a 30 to 45 minute wait mm-hmm. wherever you go. If and you're lucky. If you're lucky. Yeah. Or you just don't. How you many just don't rest- get a seat. Yeah. How many restaurants have we gone to in the last two years where they just said, oh, you don't have a reservation? And they just looked at us and went, no. They didn't yeah. even give us a wait time. I think there were a couple of weekends where you and I went from restaurant to restaurant trying to get a table, and then in the end, we gave up, and we went home, and we didn't eat. <laughs> yeah, we didn't eat. Yeah. And we just sat at home hungry and angry. And sad. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of my moodiness, uh, I also get moods when they tell me that we can't come into the restaurant. Oh, yeah. One time you, like, told off a hostess or something. I didn't tell her off. Oh, you wanted to tell her I off. I left. Oh, yeah, you didn't say anything. She's like, sorry, there's no season. You just turned around and walked away. (laughs) I gave her a nod. I gave her a that'll do. And then I left. But I was angry. There was a shoulder. uh, (laughs) There's a shoulder sweep as I left away, you know, as a. Yeah, you were polite about it. I I could tell. Oh, yeah, because you know me. Uh You know that I was so upset to have someone told, like, I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. When I'm hungry, I go from hungry to hangry. In about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I'm not hungry, and then I'm hungry, and then I'm hangry. And this was the time where we walked down Little Italy, and they shut down. This is like, they started this in the pandemic, but they've kept it since then, where they just shut down the street, and you walk in the middle of the mm-hmm. street. And there's like, two, I don't know, how many restaurants are down there? 20, 50, yeah. whatever. It's a lot. And every place we went to. And I think that hostess, mm-hmm. who I finally turned and walked off, was the third one. Mm-hmm. That was the third one that said, sorry, we don't have young, <laughs> you don't get to eat. And I'm like, we have money. I'll pay. And they're like, that doesn't matter. Yeah. Just, just leave. And yeah. then I was over it. But yeah, Louisville, breath of fresh air. Yeah. So many places mm-hmm. to eat. Every place. Mm-hmm. Every place was delicious. We had that, uh, what's that fake rice? The Frigigio? The what? The Ferrazzo. What are you talking about? Remember that hipster place we went to? Where no one had a southern accent, and it looked like every hipster place in the country. Oh, I know what you're talking about. But yes. We had, it was, it's called Pharaoh, I Pharaoh, think. Pharaoh, the fake rice. I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but. I think it, I think you are. It's like a mix between brown rice and couscous. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I thought there was more to that story, but that's what I ate. I mean, the portions were really small. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> hey, restaurants, I know, I know. This is, I'm going to say this into the camera because I want it to come from my heart. Restaurants, I get it. There's inflation. Prices are through the roof. I get it. But charge me more and just give me more food. Because there's nothing worse than sitting down, mm-hmm. waiting, mm-hmm. ordering, sitting, waiting, and then the food comes. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, well, if I had known, I would have ordered more appetizers. We did that two days ago. Or yesterday. Yeah, we went to the new thing. Uh-huh. The new big... Every neighborhood has it. Every neighborhood has like a brunch spot where, uh, where who goes there? It's mainly like women, you know. Yeah, I guess. yeah. It's a place yeah. to get drunk on a Sunday morning mm-hmm. to get away from everyone else watching football, which is coming up soon. Uh, <laughs> already pumped about it, but yeah, it was like a typical like brunch spot, and 
their portion. We ordered. I think we just ordered the wrong things because we watched other people get their foods mm-hmm. and they ordered sandwiches, and they had they were full sandwiches. Yeah, they looked like a healthy portion. Yeah, but Ours we ordered was... crap. We I ordered a paleo bowl. Yeah. Which, uh, God for, don't try to be healthy at a restaurant. They don't, they don't want it. They'll give you crap portions. Uh, and then you got like some Mediterranean thing with, where they give you a dollop of hummus and. Which was just an egg and a dollop of hummus. And a one egg. A few greens. One egg. Mm-hmm. Well, who do we blame for this? Is it global warming? Is it Biden? Is it Bitcoin? Inflation? Who, what, what, what happened to two? I thought two eggs was standard. And it used to be three. Mm-hmm. Like when I was a kid and you'd go to IHOP, it was three eggs. And then something happened where they go, this will give you spots or something. I think your mom said <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. I think your mom said you can't have eggs every She's day. She's like, make sure you skip you alternate days when you have eggs because you're going to get white spots on your body. Yeah. I, I, which I Googled and I found nothing right. <laughs> on the internet about. That's a mom. My mom used to tell me that all the time. Anytime I had an issue, she would, whatever I was doing at that time, she'd be like, oh, it's because you wear your jacket indoors. <laughs> and I'm like, what? That's why I have a rash? Yeah, you shouldn't wear your jacket indoors. And she would just look at you like she swears that what she's saying is true. Mm-hmm. And who knows? We don't, just because you didn't find anything online doesn't mean your mom's wrong. Mm-hmm. It just means there's no articles on Google that support her statement. <laughs> but there, uh, what is supported is it's high cholesterol. It's bad for your heart to yeah. have eggs every day. But they're so good. They're good. And what are you supposed to eat for breakfast? Eggs or breakfast? Yeah. Like, what do you want me to eat? You can't eat oatmeal in the summertime. No, we can't. We were into a good oatmeal run for all of winter and some of spring and then once it starts getting hot, you can't hand someone a bowl of steaming oats. Mm-hmm. It's 100 degrees outside. We're in a drought. And you're supposed to eat, <laughs> like, plaster with some berries in it? No, that's for the winter time. You got to eat eggs. Mm-hmm. You got to eat eggs. So, uh, yeah, we ended up having a good time in Louisville. Um, you didn't come to one of the shows, and a childhood hero of mine showed oh, up. Yeah. A professional wrestler by the name of Al Snow. If you don't know who he is, Google him. Uh, I was sitting in the back. You didn't come to the Friday shows. Uh, and I'm sitting in the back, and I want, I, I, he want, I see him. You know, mm-hmm. He walks in, and he's sitting. I'm in the back of the room. He's sitting like two tables up from me. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell you this, but it crossed my mind. I'm like, should I just pick up his tab? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I actually thought that. I'm like, how do I tell him that I'm a fan? And then, so, on stage, I, like, brought up, I brought it up, and not casually. Mm-hmm. Like, it mixed in with none of my material that mm-hmm. I'm a pro wrestling fan. I just, I just blurted in, I'm just looking for Jim Cornette. Like, I just shoehorned in not even material about the fact that I'm a wrestling fan. And, but, yeah, it crossed my mind. I'm like, should I go talk to the waitress and go, put their tab on me? <laughs> and then I'm like, no, I don't have to do that. And uh, it turns out they were both fans of mine. Al Snow and his wife, and they came up and they took pictures with me. And I was texting you like a ten-year-old child mm-hmm. about how excited I was. I think you took a picture of his back, like I behind did. them. You sent me a picture. <laughs> I didn't take a picture of his back, and I'm like, look at him. Oh, and this is what you didn't see in the photo. I don't. It was probably the photo I did send you, but when I first tried to send it, I didn't know I had my flash on. Mm-hmm. So it's like a dark comedy club, and it's not a big room. 
and I just hit it, and it just goes, pew, 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 like, <laughs> so it just, this whole back lights up, and I'm like, oh, oh no. Christ on a crutch, and then I had to do a redo, and uh, I was able to get it in, but um, but I was super pumped, mm-hmm. super pumped, and then I was so pumped that we came back, I came back to the hotel, and you're like, I'm hungry, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm excited, let's go out and get something to eat, and we ended up going to where did we try to go? Well, first we went to McDonald's, right? Yeah. And that was the worst employee that's ever been employed by yeah. anybody. Yeah, he, the guy working the drive-through, just was somewhere else. Like, I think he ignored every car for like ten minutes, and we were watching him, and he was just on his phone. Yeah, well, because this is one of the McDonald's with the two, the split lane, uh-huh. where you have two menus you can order from, and he didn't know how to turn off his microphone. Mm-hmm. So when he was talking to us, he was like, okay. And then he wouldn't, he would just say we're out of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh, can we get this? He's like, we don't have that. And I'm like, do you have this? And then just radio silence. I'd be like, okay, can I get this? And he goes, we don't have that. And I'm like, to the first thing I said or the second or the third thing, which yeah. thing are we talking about? And then he just switched over and started taking the order from the other lane and never switched off his mic. So we hear everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ended up, we placed our order and then we left. And we ended up going to White Castle. I've never been to White Castle. Still and haven't been. You still haven't been. I think you saw enough. I yeah. think you saw what White Castle has. <laughs> I did a whole bit about it. It's on uh, YouTube. I just posted it the other day. You can get the whole glimpse of it. But we pull into White Castle. It's packed. Mm-hmm. It's after midnight. It is plum full. And the drive throughs coming out. There's a security guard out front. There's there's like, uh, like neo-Nazi motorcycle people. There's, uh, there's some uh, intimidating looking people next to that aren't motorcyclists. And then there's a dude in a wheelchair missing a leg wheeling his ass into the parking lot. Clearly homeless, and as this dude is coming out of the drive-thru, he stops and gets out of his car, and he pees in the drive-thru line. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing you saw. As I pulled in, I'm too front busy. Front row seat. Yeah, yeah, you had front row center, thankfully splash guard, to watch this dude <laughs> just get out of He hit the hazards, got out, and just peed. Right in the drive And I just remember you going, he's peeing. And I looked up, because I was too I busy. screamed. I'm like, yeah. He's pee. <laughs> you scream like a child who's being chased at the park. I've never seen anything like a scene like that in my life. Yeah. That's the one thing. I've never seen that either, by the way. But that is the one difference between us is like if something goes down like that, I mainly go like this. I go. <laughs> but you will go, that is happening. That is happening right now. And I'm like, way to play it cool. Let's roll up the windows. <laughs> I, I was at, startled. I was startled. But like my reaction is silence. My reaction is, oh dear. And uh, after that guy got done peeing, uh, he got back into his car. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to leave. And as he's leaving, he can't leave because the dude in the wheelchair who's missing a leg mm-hmm. is in the way. Mm-hmm. And there's a security guard telling him he has to get off the property. He can't be all, you know, homeless at the White Castle, they have, uh, you know, they have a high standard over there at the White Castle, and you can't just be a homeless amputee in the parking lot, I guess, I suppose. And so they're, like, waving him off to tell him to leave. 
And, but he's not leaving. So the dude that just peed is now laying on the horn, honking at the guy in the wheelchair. And that's when you turn to me and you're like, can we just get out of here? And then you're like, what? This is where all the good stories come from. It is. (laughs) Like, this is a comedy gold mine. And I'm like, someone's going to pull out a gun right now. Like, we need to go. If we're that lucky. (laughs) That would have been such a great story. It would have been the pissing guy, the wheelchair nubby fella, and then if they pulled out a gun and there was like a battle, that would have been such a story. Mm-hmm. See, that's why you need threes in comedy. We had the pissing guy, we had the amputee, we needed a third thing. And if we would have stuck around, we could have, get, we could have got a third thing. No, thank you. Yeah. Well, next time, let's stay just to see. Let's see what's going to happen. I'm good. All right. Well, so we ended up leaving. I will, that was the best part. I couldn't leave immediately because the dude in the wheelchair was somehow positioned in the middle of the parking lot to where he was also blocking the peeing guy mm-hmm. and us. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't even turn around and leave. And uh, what a disaster. Indeed. What did, what we, did learn? we end up eating that night? I don't... I don't... Oh, we just went to the hotel lobby and yeah. got ice cream. We got ice cream? Uh-huh. From the hotel lobby. I don't think we ate. Man, that was a rough hotel lobby. Mm-hmm. That was a rough... There was an entire biker gang staying... I don't know what it is with you and me when we stay at hotels, but that's the second time we've had a biker gang at the hotel. I think it's the hotels you pick. It's the hotels I can afford based on how <laughs> many tickets I know we're selling a month before. I'm like, we're going to take a bath in Louisville. we got to stay at the Fairfield Inn. We can't stay at the Moxie. That's for that's when we're selling a good amount of tickets, and then we show up, mm-hmm. and that's why we gotta we gotta stay with the nomads and the hell's angels mm-hmm. because uh, apparently they're not pulling in the ticket sales either. So we're all staying together, <laughs> you know. Mm. Yeah, good time in Louisville. Good time traveling. I am a pain in the ass to travel with. I am trying to get better, you know, like because I'm used to traveling alone, mm-hmm. and for the last year or so, you and I have been traveling together, mm-hmm. which has been a huge help. Uh, you're the reason people, you figured out, uh, advertising mm-hmm. and people are showing up to my shows. You're helping me with the merch. Mm-hmm. Also, you're just helping me calm down. <laughs> you're stabilizing your mood. Yeah. Cause how many times we did a horrible show last night, a friend booked me for it mm-hmm. and a good friend and the show was so bad. I'm like, what did I do to him to where you'd book me for this hell gig? Oh yeah. You were, you were just fuming. I was so sad. I was yeah. sad and mad. And you know why I was sad and mad? Because I've been doing comedy for 16 years. Mm-hmm. And you should be able to smell a bad show coming. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I walked in, I was like, damn it. Did we drive from San Diego to LA mm-hmm. to bomb in front of like 10 people that are high? Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what I did. That was sad. That's why comedy is humbling. Mm-hmm. Like comedy, there's... I mean, there are a few comedians that are really up their own asses. And... Uh, despicable people but for the most part comedians i think are pretty humble and it's because comedy is humbling Mm -hmm. like for any show where you're like i might be the funniest person on the planet there's another like show like the one we did last night which Mm -hmm. just kicks you right square in the nuts and brings you right back down Mm -hmm. yeah i think for the most part like i've met a lot of comedians now just going to different shows with you and most comedians are very humble yeah kind yeah for the most part <laughs> yeah then hey there's yeah. there's uh there's always an exception to the rule mm-hmm. uh but for the most part pretty kind mm-hmm. for the most part in need of therapy for the most part people oh, yeah. pleasers 
Mm-hmm. And uh, that's actually a great characteristic for someone to be kind is <laughs> is uh, people pleasing mm-hmm. anxious. Because then they're just always around going, ah, 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 and then they wander off and don't make eye contact. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what, what a good egg. I like mm-hmm. him. You know? Take one of those a day. Not two. We don't want to get spots. <laughs> hey, comedy. Anytime I make you laugh, I know it's uh, it's either really cheesy or really funny. What else did we have to talk about? We got our hammock stolen. I talked about that on stage. Mm-hmm. We got our goddamn hammock stolen. I don't know if I can say goddamn, but I've already said it. Someone stole our hammock. We bought a knitted... Is it a hammock? It's one of those seats. How would you describe it? It's one of those cool macrame. Is that macrame the right word? Yeah, yeah I think it's like a woven macrame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hammocks that you can like stretch out into. It's like a seat and you can stretch out and lay in. Yeah. And I've wanted one for the longest time and then finally bought one when we moved into this house. How much was it? Like $80, I think. All right. It was cheaper than I thought. I thought it was like 150 it's still upsetting. Still, like, yeah. it was such a nice hammock. Yeah. And, and today's I, price is it's $150. And I hammock. wouldn't pay $80 again for it. So. Right. <laughs> kind of a bug magnet. There's always spiders and, you know, a bunch yeah, of Yeah, that's of true. That's it. true. Um, but, yeah, it's gone. Yeah. So I'm drunk, and we think it's a neighbor across the street. Uh, that's how I woke up. Also, this joke is available on YouTube if you want to watch it. Uh, but yeah, I woke up one morning and I woke up to you saying the hammock's been stolen, which is not how you want to be woken up. And you found out cause you have footage of it on the ring doorbell. Mm-hmm. And this woman came into our front yard at like three in the morning and mm-hmm. hastily took it down and ran off. Mm-hmm. And, uh, to say I was upset is an understatement. Yeah. You got out of bed and just walked outside. Yeah, I had to see In it. your underwear. Like, ah, <laughs> we're going to go find them. Emma, put on your clothes. Let's go find them. That's exactly what I did. I said, and, get dressed. We're going to the hobo. And we campus. just went for a walk. And every homeless person that was there, like, was it them? Hey, look, look in their things. Yeah. Get a quick look. We went to the park over there where there's like four homeless people set up with all their stuff. And I just, we just like slowly circled their encampment and I was just trying to eyeball and see if I could like make out any of the stitching mm-hmm. that was our hammock. And I didn't, obviously we didn't find it. But we got a hot tip. Hot tip. We got We're a, a part hot of a group tip. text. Tell mm-hmm. them, tell them, <laughs> tell them the hot We're tip. We're part of a group text with all our neighbors. So I posted the video of the hammock being stolen and I received a separate message from one of the neighbors uh-huh. saying, hey, I'm not really sure because I can't really tell from the video, but this looks like one of the neighbors, the one that drives the, the Escalade. Escalade. Yeah. And so today, actually, we saw the lady getting into her Escalade, and I took a video of her, and she looks awfully familiar. She looks very similar to the, to the ring doorbell yeah. video. Yeah. It's it's so weird because it's close, but it's not exact. You is know? it not like it's? I don't think it's close enough to yell at her. But also, let's say it is her. What are you gonna do? 
Give me back my hammock, you bitch. Like, I, I don't think that's what I would say. I think that's how I would go in. I, I don't know what like, I would say. Are you going to fight her? Like, I, I don't, No, I, don't... I would just go, is this you? Because this looks like you. Yeah. And then just read her face and then go, if you ever come into my yard again, I'm going to light your car on fire. I don't know. Like, make a big threat. Good Lord. You know? You got it. Listen, you grew up in a nice neighborhood. You know, like, your parents, you nice people, nice neighborhood. If you had an issue with somebody, ha, 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 ha. I grew up in the trailer park, all right? You can't mess with me. There's meth heads fluttering around, different gang members, mm-hmm. retirees. You can't trust them. They're half senile. You got to have a strong front. You mm-hmm. got to go across this line. You do not cross. Otherwise, we light your car on fire. I think that's the proper response. I guess. What would you say to her? I wouldn't. I don't think I'd say anything. Like, if we had, not de- I guess, definitive proof, like if the video on the ring doorbell was clear enough for us to match her crappy back tattoo to the one she has, then... I think I would just call the cops then. Because I think confronting her, she'd just deny it. So I'd just call the cops and let them deal with it. What if we... Because uh, we talked about this before, and I think it's a good idea. A nice neighbor of ours gifted their hammock that they wanted oh, yeah. to get rid of to mm-hmm. us yeah not the same type of hammock and we couldn't hang it up it was very hard we hung it up and then i fell <laughs> uh, it was a crap it was a, it was a bad situation mm-hmm. what if we take over our new hammock mm-hmm. and give it to her and we just go over there and be like hey uh would you like a matching hammock to the one you stole out of our front yard and then i throw it all on the ground then what and then we leave. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think it a strong statement, you know? And no cars have to be lit on fire. If that'll make you feel better, then yeah, say why not. Oh, man. I've never had that moment. That's, that's you know, I'm one of those people that, like, I never know what to say in the moment. Mm-hmm. And then after the moment, I go, ah, I should have said that. Mm-hmm. And so I think... If I did that, I would be, like, high on life for the rest of the day. I would just be skipping. Like that one scene with George Costanza after he becomes a hand model and he gets a big check for, like, and he's just skipping through the park. That's what I would do. If I went over there with definitive proof that she stole our hammock uh-huh. and I gave her the I'm like, why don't you, here's a matching set, you wench. I think- and then I just stormed off and gave her the shoulder. <laughs> Not hit her, just the shoulder swoop. As I, I think left. if you if it would bring you that much joy, George Costanza amount of joy, we should for sure do this. I, w- I want to. I think we should do it. I think more people need their feet held to the fire. Okay, there's too many people out there that just get to say whatever they want, mm-hmm. do whatever they want on social media or at three in the morning where good decent people are asleep Mm -hmm. and then they just get away with it because Mm -hmm. people are afraid of confrontation Mm -hmm. and they're uh uh, i'm afraid one i am the type of person that's afraid of confrontation but on top of that i'm also afraid of that five percent chance that it's not her because that's embarrassing it's not like i would have talked to her again anyway right but if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. we can't go outside of the house at the same time. Yeah. Because my face would get red. Yeah. Like, if she was out there in her big dumb Escalade, like, taking mm-hmm. the groceries out, mm-hmm. and I was late for boxing, I'd mm-hmm. be like, I'm going to be late for boxing because mm-hmm. I can't see her at the same time. I think you should do it just so that I could watch it all happen. 
Watch, watch, watch it unfold. I feel like you root against me sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like sometimes I have bad ideas and you go, yeah, yeah, you should do that. Yeah, sometimes I just need a little bit of entertainment, you know? Why don't you give that a swing? <laughs> I don't know. Also, she drives... Who has an Escalade these days? It's not even a new Escalade. Mm-hmm. It's like a... I don't know what year it is. I thought I'd have more to say about that, but I think that was it. I thought there'd be... I don't know. It's something about getting something stolen from you that it's like... Uh, it really rubs you raw, you know? Because that ruined my day. Yeah. I was more upset about it than you were, and that was your hammock. Like, I th- you bought that. I mean, you didn't really give me a chance to get upset because you were so upset. I robbed it. I yeah. took it from you. <laughs> yeah. You could have joined me. I, I, we can't. Like, I feel like one of us needs to hold it down, you know? Right. I was also, you were at a, a normal level of upset, mm. and I'm like, let's light her car on fire. Mm-hmm. And you're right. You can't root that guy off. Mm. You gotta be like, well, you know, do we have to? You know, mm-hmm. why don't we just get another hammock? Yeah. What is the moral of the story? Don't get a ring doorbell. <laughs> I think that's the moral of the story. I think if we didn't have the ring doorbell, she would have stolen it. We would have had no clue who it was. And I, w- I say this in my joke I would have woken up naturally. It wouldn't have ruined my day. Mm-hmm. I would have found out the hammock is stolen in a more graceful way. Mm-hmm. Like I would have had the coffee, went over to the window, looked out, and went, hey, I think the hammock's missing. Oh my God, someone stole the hammock? <laughs> and I would have been upset about it, but the fact that you, I watched her do it, mm-hmm. I watched her break the threshold. She crossed the property line, mm-hmm. came right onto the property mm-hmm. with her little sandals, just flip-flopping on my cobblestones, <laughs> and then she went up there and unhinged mm-hmm. my hammock and skedaddled. Mm-hmm. You don't want to just, you know. I would never put my hands on her because that's wrong. Wrong. That's wrong. I wouldn't do that. But I would like to light her car on fire. It'll be okay. It's nice to talk about. Mm-hmm. Let know. it out. I feel like you should take care of it because it's, you know, it's fairer that way. It's a woman and a woman. You should put on the boxing gloves. No, thank you. That'd be so funny if you hand-delivered our, ha- our the hammock we want to gift her as, like, to rub it in her face. Mm-hmm. And you're just wearing two boxing gloves, and you just hand them to her. And she's like, what's happening? And then you give her a pop-pop overhand, <laughs> you know? Give her the 1-1-2, and then you roll out, jump the fence, give her the middle finger through the boxing oh glove. <laughs> and then you run back. I don't know. These are just ideas. We're spitballing here, you know? Yeah. I'm over yeah. it, though. I know. I'm, uh, I was over it until we just recapped the story, yeah. and I'm angry all over it. I can feel it. Yeah, I'm hot. Yeah. Hot to trot. Uh, was there anything else on our list? Um, Blue Apron? Oh, yeah, we did Blue Apron cooking. They're not a sponsor. I have no sponsors for this show, uh, and I don't want any. If you're a company looking to give us money, just send me money. I don't want to talk about your product on the podcast. <laughs> I don't I don't want to do the hey do you like you know rub mm-hmm. this on your balls I don't want to do any of that stuff you know I just want to do just like uh, they sent me those free clippers uh-huh. the wall company uh-huh. you know wall trimmers they sent me they're like hey do you want this uh, they hit me up on Instagram I'm like send it over 
And they even said in their message, they're like, you don't have to make a video about it, but if you do, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I didn't. They sent me the trimmers, and I didn't make the video. And that's the kind of sponsor I want. Just send me money because you like me. Mm-hmm. Don't make me. Don't ask for something in return. That's and not they very, keep following up too. Yeah, they're not letting it go. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna watch. You're gonna see a video on on Instagram because I'm a people pleaser. I mean, I'm you like, intended to make a video. You just keep putting I it off. I don't want to do it. I just feel like Billy Mays. You know who that guy is? No. Remember that guy on TV? He was. He's dead. He died of a heart attack, but. He was like, uh, he was always jacked up and he was super excited and he was selling like sprays and stuff. Uh-huh. It was like industrial products. Like, it's a hose that never clinks. You can do anything. Well, he's always yelling. He's all coked out. But I feel like that. Like, if we had a bunch of sponsors and I had to like do promo stuff for him, we'd be like, oh, shove this up your ass. See if you like it. You know? And I, I'd, I'd rather not. <laughs> I also don't know what kind of sponsors I think we're getting. Or my two examples are rub this on your balls and shove this up your ass. <laughs> it's a very specific uh, audience group that I, I, I feel like we're getting at. But mm-hmm. be that as it may, we tried, uh, we tried Blue Apron. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did it as a team building exercise to like try to see how we worked together. Mm-hmm. And uh, we found out eventually through a couple road bumps, we do work well. <laughs> Yeah, we do. Because the way it started, you were really tired. We had mm-hmm. just worked out. And you're like, I don't really want to do this Blue Apron thing. You just do it. Mm-hmm. So then you sat on the couch over there. <laughs> and then I started doing it. And I was doing pretty good, I think. I think I was doing all right. I think you were. I was I was holding it together. But then you asked me a question. I asked you what a clove of garlic is. No, you asked me like how to like chop an onion, I think. No, not an onion. It was something else. It was something. So then I came into the kitchen and I was just showing you how to chop it. And then I'm like, well, what are you doing over here? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's how it started. I remember it now. So I was, one of the questions was quarter this cucumber. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what does that mean? It's like quarter? <laughs> I know dice. I know uh, slice. What the hell is quarter? I know that means four. How do I turn this into four? It's a... It's just a weird, so then I asked you over for that, and then while you were doing that, you looked over at what I was doing, and you were like, how much garlic are you putting into that sauce you're making? And I'm like, (laughs) the whole clove. And you go, do you know what a clove is? And I go, yeah, I know what a clove is. It says right here, use the whole clove of garlic. This is the clove of garlic. And you're like, no, you idiot. It's just the beans within the clove, which I blame Blue Apron for that. You should have put your whole business model is that anyone can cook if you follow the directions we'll put in parentheses what the hell a clove of garlic is because we ended up i already i'd already put too much okay i'd already uh-huh. put too much and after we ate it we had to go do a show mm-hmm. at the belly up and i had to talk to people from 10 feet away yeah as people were coming up i'm like stay right there i didn't know what a clove of garlic was mm-hmm. and i smell like i'm terrified of vampires just so all over there it was and bad. It was oozing out of our gills. Mm-hmm. It was just gar, which is supposed to be healthy for you. It's, uh, it counts as a booster shot. Some of you people may not know that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I got, um, I didn't know what a clove of garlic was. Then you started working. But here's the thing we learned. Mm-hmm. Once you came, you came in hot. I came in really hot. And you just like 
dispatched me and then I was just sitting here on my phone and you're like you're not gonna help and I'm like you didn't dispatch you but like you weren't reading the instructions you took over remember when you opened the chicken the pack of chicken and you got juice everywhere it it wasn't specific (laughs) it said open you told me you're like open the chicken I'm like I'll open the damn chicken give me a knife and I sliced it and then the chicken came out and then they're like they're like, uh, what was the next thing? They're like, dab the chicken with a paper towel or mm-hmm. something. And I'm like, well, maybe don't send me wet chicken. Oh, my God. Send it. I didn't ask for it. What? Why is it being sent in a tub? You know, just send me the chicken. Mm. We don't need the juice. But anyway, I think we worked pretty well together after our few bumps in the road. We did. I think so. We learned teamwork. I learned what a clove of garlic is. Uh-huh. I learned what di- uh, quartering a cucumber is. That's just where you cut it long ways and you make strips out of it. Maybe put a picture of that in the recipe, Blue A. I'm just spitballing here. What do I know? Don't, t- don't, don't let me tell you how to run your business. I just, uh, you know, I thought that could help. Um, but yeah, overall, we enjoyed Blue Apron. And we don't want you as a sponsor. Don't you dare. If you want to send us some free meals, we'll take them. We'll cook them. We'll eat them. If we have a good time, we might talk about them, but odds are we're not going to. So if you want to send us free product, I was about to yell our address, but I'm not telling you our address, uh, but send it on over, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Is there anything else on the list? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Let me plug my shows again, because these are important. This has been the year. I don't know if I've made it clear, uh, but this year, I'm not doing any cruise ships. I'm cutting way back on the corporate events and the colleges, and I'm cutting back on comedy clubs that only want to give me $1,000 a week. And we're only doing shows we're setting up ourselves Mm -hmm. or with comedy clubs that are giving us a healthy chunk of the door, uh, which is great, but it's a lot of overhead work. Like we're running ads, uh, spending money, a lot of promotions. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Finding venues, doing all the legwork, but we're doing it. Uh, yeah. as a team mm-hmm. and uh, so far it's been going well and one of the reasons it's going well not just your hard work not just whatever the hell I do in the operation but you guys buying the tickets mm-hmm. that's a huge aspect it doesn't work without you guys mm-hmm. so next week August 25th we are in Milwaukee uh, and then September 9th I'm in Duluth Minnesota we're doing two shows at We've So's Concert Cafe Ooh. I know and then uh, we're doing a big show in Minneapolis at the Underground Music, uh, also Cafe, September 10th. Uh, there's two shows. There's 500 tickets total. We've, we're over halfway sold out, so there's less than 250 tickets to go. Buy them all, please. Just buy them, you know? And then after that, we also have uh, Tampa, working on Boston, uh, Providence, Rhode Island, there's like a town near it I'm doing, uh, Kansas City, and a whole lot more to come. Go to ZoltanComedy.com. You can see where the shows are happening. Irvine. I forgot about Irvine, oh, California. Yeah. Orange County. Uh, I'm at the Irvine Improv. Wednesday, August 31st. Uh, come see me, you know? And more importantly, sign up for my mailing address because you said there's nothing more valuable than a good email list. That's right. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> so sign up for my email list. And uh, did, did you hear that fart? 
Did you fart? I just... Okay. And where can they find you on the social medias? Oh, nobody needs to find me. Don't find her on social media. You can find me at Zoltan Comedy. If you're watching this or listening to this, you already knew that. Uh, cheers. Bob's your uncle. Something, something. Did we just do our first podcast together? I think we did. Ow, that really hurt. Good night, folks. <laughs> Bye.